Such a good friend, 
You're such a good provider, Lord, healer, Lord, comforter. receive that as an anthem of praise man I, I think you know even as we're getting ready to preach that thank you Steph for being so consistent with God thank you Jesus thank you for Stephanie's spirit and her heart to just love you understanding we need to teach on love and then just prepare worship songs that would align us because I mean I think you know in our Christianity man and we get that love gets attacked and then we don't want to reach out like we once did before because we're afraid of getting hurt. And, and that open arms, you know, that the enemy wants to remind you of the spirit of rejection and tell you, man, don't love again. Don't get out there again because you're going to get hurt all over again. But that's not what Jesus does. Every time, even when we let Jesus down, he's still just these open arms. It's so amazing how he can continue to extend and extend and extend it and, and here we are man one setback go like I'm never loving again I'm shutting it down I'm done no come on just step back and, and you gotta kind of worship in that anthem mode God help me to love the way you do help me to love the way you do I don't know how you can forgive people that I hate I don't know how you do it, but your love, your love is so extravagant, Jesus. And Lord God, help me not to be afraid to love. Help me to re remove my fear and, and I'm scared. And, and Lord, just, come on, if y'all would just receive this, will break you, this will free you from being afraid to love again and then stretch out it. And you're worried. You can't even love peacefully because you're worried on whether somebody's going to let you down. And, and I need to have that Jesus love where, where even when I let him down, I know that I know that he loves me. And there are times where people in our lives don't know if we will continue to love them if they don't if they're not perfect and we're afraid we're afraid for the way we live and we hurt and we condemn ourselves but if you would just worship in such a way say, god i i wanted to love the way you do how did you let them spit on you and still die for them how did you let them curse you and still die for them so man, so man you, you gotta love hard and, and we're gonna preach about loving hard but sometimes we don't know how to love hard some of us believe that when we love hard it's like in a relationship that means when the breakup happens we hurt more well if you learn how to love hard 
You won't want to break up with the things of God. You love hard, and loving hard means that even when you're disciplining your children, you love them enough to tell them the truth, and some of us gotta let that happen. We can't befriend them without beloving them. And God says love hard because I have to love hard. I have to tell you no at times. And, and I need some of you to realize that you need to say no. And, and so God can get in there. And you got to love hard. Hard love means that it's strong love. It's powerful. And I, I'm trying to wait for the message. But Matthew 11 and 12 says the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. It says it, it's forcefully moving and love moves forcefully and powerfully. And, and it says that, that the violent take it by force. And when you love them hard, it'll be hard for them not to love. It'll be hard for them to break up with Jesus. And I believe it's so easy for children to break up with Jesus because we give them so many passes. But I'm telling you, love hard. Let them grow up because you love them hard enough. Jesus loves you hard enough where he tells you no for right now and tells you to forgive and say, I love you. I'm loving you hard because I need you to forgive so you can understand how strong your love needs to be. You cannot rescue them. So love them hard. It's hard to let go, but love will help you. Love will help you. Jesus, here, help me, help me, teach me how to love. I'm thinking I'm loving when I'm picking up all their pieces and I'm, I'm fixing things that you can only, only you can heal. And I'm putting band-aids on what you can heal. Lord, give me the real love where I can let you bring forth healing. You gotta let it, you gotta let it happen. I, I, I believe that there's just restoration in our hearts. And so it's easy to go after loving something that you know is gonna love you back or, or loving even, even, even babies at times where you know if we didn't get it right at one time, we're trying to love the, 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 even the ones we know won't reject us. God has said, I need you to love hard. There are people in your life you need to speak the truth to. And that's love, that's true honesty. Their life is like taking poison. And you don't want to tell them not to take it because they're enjoying it. But I'm telling you, love hard. Salvation is at stake here. Salvation. God, I got to love the way you do. Love the way you do. You had to, Jesus had to love Peter enough to rebuke him. You got to let God love him and say, God, have I been in the way all this time? And I just received stepping out of the way because I thought what I was doing was love when really all I was doing was being in the way. Well, Jesus, I step back and I give my broken heart to you so that, Lord, that I can learn how to love again and let you, let you train up what needs to be trained up and deliver what needs to be delivered. It's not that you're lazy. Hard love may look to you as a physical aspect as you're being lazy or being mean even. But heart love says this, I'm building a foundation. And he says, I want to build upon the rock. And I don't know if you're condemned because you had to just tell someone something hard that you couldn't do for them anymore. But that's the love of God saying, I'm going to take care of them because they can't turn to me if they're looking at you. And they can't, I can't reach them. They're, they're getting lost and lost because you keep finding them and won't let them come to me and be found. Help me to love the way you do, Lord. Even in just a smile, Lord God, they're going to see that I've been with Jesus. They're going to see that God loves me. God knows who I am. And Lord God, I thank you. We don't have to rescue anything because we've been reconciled to the very presence of God. He's a good, good father. He's a good father. And, and here's some steps that's going to deliver your family and deliver you and deliver those around you and deliver things that are desirable for God to reach you. And Father, we believe that. I believe everyone in here is receiving a double portion of the anointing of God. I believe that there are some things that you're going to be able to say no to. I believe addictions have been able to hang around because we didn't love ourselves hard enough to say no to us. And that thing got to stay. And now it has become a sickness. And Father, I just pray right now for the hard love on our children.
Say, man, I love Jesus too hard to get caught up in anything else. I love Jesus too hard not to read my Bible. I love Jesus too hard not to worship. I love Jesus too hard not to go to church. I don't want to break up with God. I, I, I fell for Jesus. I want to love Jesus with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body. I love this year too much to give up right now. So I got that passion to love hard. You're lifting up family members and loved ones. Man, when you love hard, it'll be hard for you not to pray for them. It'll be hard for you to put your head down without lifting them up in prayer and, and believe in God over them because you love hard. And there's a solid rock. And what did Jesus tell Peter? Up on this rock, I will build my church. And Jesus is waiting to build a church upon that love that's a rock that is higher than anything else. Father, we thank you for firm foundation. And Lord God, we just release everything, everything that we've become weak in our love with and weak and thought we were protecting when all along we were not loving. And you did it. Come on, man. It's, some of us do the Peter thing. Jesus, I will not let you go and die on the cross. You got to let Jesus die in front of your children so that he can show them the love of resurrection. This is just a heart's cry. I know it. I get it. I know it's worship, but I, I think we need to get it. And our, and our kids don't are struggling to believe. And, and, and it, it happens because the enemy knows that you're trying to love, trying to give a love that only God can give. And you're telling Jesus, I can't let you die on the cross for my kid. I'm going to go rescue them. And he goes, no, I, I want to reconcile. God, I can't let you die for my emotions. I'm going to go rescue my emotions. And I'm going to just keep hating and keep bitterness because that way I know I'll be protected from ever getting hurt again. When all along you're hurting the whole time. And you got to let him go. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. That's not me. That's not what I want. That's not what I came to do. Get behind me. Get behind me. I need to show how, what love looks like. It's a hard death, but it's a glorious resurrection. And if you'll let them die from your support and die from what you can do, they'll resurrect to what God can do. Even in just a smile. So Father, we thank you, Lord God. We receive that this evening. Receive the honesty and the integrity of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that your love is so pure, so holy, so innocent, Lord God, that it cannot and will not fail. And we believe it is so. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we, and I know, just throwing it out there, can we put Psalms 23 up there or, or throw it on it? Do we have it on the back of the programs or no? No. Or y'all want to just yell it out together? All right? All right, I tried this before and I really jacked it up, all right? All right, so I'm going to do it again. Say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want... He laid me beside down the green pastures. He leaded me beside still waters. He restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. There prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. How many of us have forgotten sometimes to, 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 to listen to it at night? Sometimes forgotten. Sometimes you've forgotten in the morning. Yeah, it, it's happened, right? And, and, but don't condemn yourself. Just get up and get it again, right? And, and I'm raising my hand because I've laid down going like, I didn't listen to it. Now, I was quoting it while I laid there, but it's something about hearing it out loud. So we got till Sunday. Let's finish hearing it in the morning and in the nighttime. Let's just finish strong. You got to understand, anytime you step out to do something to break strongholds, the enemy's going to make sure he fights you on it. It wouldn't have, you know, you're saying it's six verses. It takes me less than the 30 seconds to even do. And even the, something that takes so little time, it's such a great big deal. God says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. 
keep speaking it and bring down those strongholds. Amen? Well, I'm going to preach on not tough love, (laughs) similar to that, kind of like that, but uh, love out of control. And God is just out of control with his love. Out of control. Nothing can hold his love back. It is just loose and wild and just runs and just violently for our behalf. The love of God breaks the laws of limitations. And if you let God love you hard, you'll do things that you never thought you could do. To stand here to be before you is something I thought could never happen in my life. But because I allowed God to love me hard... His love became stronger and stronger within me. In Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12, and this is God's words translation, it says, From the time of John the baptizer until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and forceful people have been seizing it. Forceful people, people that are forceful and love and 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 you got to be aggressive to receive the kingdom of heaven if you become passive you'll miss out on a blessing you'll miss out on a deliverance because you're trying to get along instead of go on with god father i pray for your word slow me down show me what you need to say and let me be a vessel in Jesus name. Amen. 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 How many of y'all are love how many of y'all are love hard? And what I mean by that when a breakup happens, you ache from breakups or or anything anybody that you love that hurts you, it's a long drop. It's because you love hard. You give everything in that love. You are like, I'm in there and I don't understand why they won't give it all back. And, and that's the way Jesus is. And sometimes we need to redirect that hard love to Christ. For years, the guilt of, and still a little bit, is that I always thought Pastor Rita loved me more than I loved her. Like, I'm like, man, maybe I'm not the one because she is loving her love was so good and so strong and here i was like i was like man what's wrong with me come on get it together and it was like she just had this her love was so pure and magnificent i was like yeah i love you too you know it's always i was you too anybody else you too you too they they don't you don't say it first and you're like so i'm trying to catch up you know i love you i got you and I had Justice in the car. We called her back on time. Hey, I love you. You do, but it was so strong. And sometimes we get like that and we're thinking like, man, you know what's wrong, man? And I've seen people d- get divorced because the dude thought he didn't love enough. Thought something was wrong with him. No, you just got to grow in it. You show your love differently. Keep getting up, going to work, pay them bills. You catching? But that thing just began to, to wear on us and i began to pray god uh let me help me get over this he says dude you're fine just you're a guy you man see whoa man and you, you know you die for her you give everything you have for her. you 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 die for for past reading she just she just knows how to show it now you get it together with your words and stuff get it you know, but it was a long time like that. So God is like that. God just loves so hard. He, he loves so hard. And, and just to think about the breakups that Jesus has to go through daily, even with our own lives, how we break up with him when he's saying, I love you. Don't get angry. And you lose it. And he's like, why did you break up with me? And go back to you. But I take you back. In a regular world, Jesus would be called a fool to keep loving us. You imagine if the devil could get a hold of him, you know they just using you. They just using your name, that's all. They don't really want you. They just want your name. Look at them, watch they're gonna go on there. And Jesus says, Yeah, but I'm crazy about them. I love them. I, I'm, I'm psycho. Okay? Not, you know, Jesus. I know you got it right. The love of control, the love out of control. <laughs> Why do I leave out words? I even wrote fast. Love out of control operated with such force that it saved us from sin and death to righteousness in heaven. 
That's the out of control love God had. Uh, reckless. When he sings that song, it's, it's, it's reckless. His love is just reckless. I, I'm sorry I hate your feel or hurt your feelings for loving you, but I'm going to love you. And if you really love somebody, sometimes it, it hurts their feelings. Because you have to tell them the truth. I love you. I love you. I appreciate you. And Jesus says, I love you so much the sin that you're in bed with or in love with, I'm going to break in and love you out of it. Right? I'm going to love you out of that thing because I need you to experience life. Hard love will help us experience life. will help those around us experience life. And that's that part where we have to step in and love. And, 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 but our, our Christianity, right, is it's, it's like losing that. It, God said accept everyone, not everything. And I can receive you, but I'm not going to receive all of your mess. Because I know God can restore you. He's not trying to restore the mess because he came to deliver you from it. And a lot of times in churches, we got this love that's afraid to love hard. Love hard. Like, I love you too much to let you keep drinking poison. I love you too much to let you keep taking the bad stuff for your life. I love you too much for that. Because real love will tell you the real truth. And tell you both sides of the story, not just the side. So you can get the whole story. So Jesus came in. It's the love of God. Only God's love, only God's love force can break the power of sin for generations. If I love if I love God hard enough to break generational curses on my life, he won't have to go through them. He won't have to experience them because I loved hard. But if I love weak and I give in, then the weakness will be passed down. If I can't forgive, he won't be able to forgive. He'll have to grow and have to go get learned from somewhere else. And God is saying, I need you to be strong in your love and love hard because forgiveness isn't easy sometimes. It's hard. Whatever you think in your life right now is hard, that means you need to come with the love hard. It's just too hard for me to let go. So, so again, this is where we have to come in and step in. The strength of God's love makes such an impact that it breaks the laws of abandonment, being unwanted, and in a broken heart to strengthen us to walk in love again. Now, only God can take the hurts and all the hurts we have and heal us so that we can love someone again without expecting them to hurt us again. Only God. If you're not trusting God with your ability to have affection, you're going to have this thing speaking in your mind that just a matter of time, you're going to get hurt again. And that's not the way Jesus loves us, is it? Because Jesus said, I love you so much, and it doesn't matter because my love is so hard and so strong that nothing's going to separate me from you. I am that powerful with my love. Do we love Jesus like he loves us? And I'm going to say yes for you because you will get there before it's over with. Or you will have to just reject every word I'm saying. But we have to love hard. Love hard. The kingdom of heaven is God's way of rule and reign. And it says the God's way of rule and God's way of reign is forcefully advancing. That means the love of God will come upon you to speak. And love of God will come upon you to help. And the love of God will come upon you to pray. And the love of God will come upon you to worship. And the love of God will come upon you to read the word. And it will force the hard love to come out of you and say, I'm strong with my love for God. None of this is being mean. This is being letting the love of God do what it has to do. Probably the toughest place that we do this or struggle to do this is with family. Right? We've had, now, my, now <laughs> this was probably a true statement, but my parents never said it. And I don't know if you guys ever said this to your kids this, when you were about to spank them. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. I never heard that. They knew they was hurting me. <laughs> right? But for her not to do it would hurt her more than it would hurt me. For her not to be hard and say, I'm bringing you to church now. You're going now. I didn't tell you to stay up all night. You're going to church. I love you too much to let you stay home. 
I love you too much to let you sit out. And I don't care if you have a bad attitude and be mad at me. Our love will grow so strong that we'll be able to walk together. It's got to come to that place. And hard love got me to stand in the place that I'm standing now. Because with all the surroundings, church was not one of the most popular things to do on Wednesday. And in our church, we had to be there at 8.30 a.m. Yeah, there you go. Look at some of y'all like, ooh, <laughs> where y'all go? And it was on the other side of town, so we had to drive a long way. And once my father got a hold of it, he was like, we're going. We're going. We're going to be there. We're going to be in the front. Guess what else we're going to do? We're going to serve when we get there. Tallest usher in the town. Greeting people. He says, but I have to take you while you're young so you'll know how to go when you get older. They will not know how to go. Oh, I'm mad. I can't believe you bring. Uh, believe it. That's what you need to do. That's what's wrong with you. You're unbelieving. Believe it. We're going. The kingdom of heaven is God's rule and reign. The rule is advanced by force. And, and as forced in with love, we are capable of walking in love with force. That means that anything you try to come against you, you got the force of love on you and you can walk in it. Okay? Just because love is forcing you forward. Forcing you to be able to do what you need to do so that you don't quit or give up or give in because the force of love is so powerful. Jesus was, uh, came out and forcefully advanced the kingdom of God. Went to the cross, died, and came up forcefully out of the grave because of his love. Have you ever, and, and I know we all have, been in love, uh, not all of us, but been in love to a point where that's all you could think about? Oh, my God. On the phone. You, teenage, we, I remember being on the phone never saying a word. Just. And back then was the party lines. And you got on party lines. Everybody could hear you on party lines. But I remember my mom going, boy, you on that phone? Yeah. I can't hear you saying nothing. I ain't. We just breathing. Anybody was in love or like that? It's puppy love. That's what they call it. I don't know how dogs got mixed up in it. But, but you were just so caught up. You were consumed. And imagine Jesus just sitting on the line waiting for you to speak to him. Just desperate for you and desperately loving you and desperately on that deal. And, and now as we get over, older, right, you go, I'm going to make sure they fall in love with me first. Because I failed first the first time, the last time, and that didn't work out so well. So I'm going to make sure I got them before they get me. That is not the golden rule, by the way. Do it to them before they do it to me. First Peter 4, 8, 9 says this. Allow all. Allow all. I pray for you to slow me down. Above all, love one another deeply. Right? Deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sin. There are sometimes just watching some of you guys just hug one another, just feel like some stuff dropping off of you. Just because, you know, my whole day hated me, but now I know somebody here loved me. I just need to be hugged by somebody. Because my whole day and my coworkers hate me, and I don't even like me. But thank you for hugging me. Show hospitality to one another without, with the, there's the word, right, without complaining. I'm always bringing a dessert. I'm always bringing. That's, that's, that's usually my critical state of, of, of Pastor Rita who loves to feed you guys and, and loves you, just loves them. Like, let them come and just, y'all get in the word. You could get home an hour earlier. You don't have to go so early. That's not the way I'm doing this. Loves God. God runs mental stop signs to make sure that we are in constant reach of his love because there's an emergency. And if you've ever gotten an emergency and you were in that, the 911 vehicle, they're just running. like They've got their lights on and they're running. like It's God. It's like, I don't care about your last hurt. I'm going to love you anyway. I don't care about your mental stop sign of God. I don't, I don't know why you love me. I don't deserve it. He's just blowing right through that to love you. God, I messed up. He just, I'm just, we're here. I'm here. To love you. Stop telling me that stop signs don't even work for me. I'm not yielding to that. You need to know I will blow past that. 
because you have an emergency. Your heart is broken. I need to run that to love you. I need to run that opinion about yourself to love you. So there is no law that God wouldn't break for us to see that we are loved by him. When we love one another hard, it will be impossible for hate to win. Hate can't win when we love hard. And that's one another. Hate can't have a shot. If I'm, I can't pray for you and hate you at the same time. Lord, heal them, but sometimes kill them. It, it just doesn't go together. This is impossible. Jesus commands that we love people when it, it is hard because he knows that kind of love produces freedom. Right? You've heard some people say, I, I, I like you, but I ain't going to love you. God says, love one another deeply. Give them that deep love. Now, again, there's an affection and there's an intimacy about with Jesus that says, I'm going to love those who I can see while I claim I love the one I don't see. Because it's impossible to do one without the other. I can't say I love God, but don't love the people I do see. So I have to love the ones I can see so it shows that I have affection for the ones that I can't see. His affection grows. And that's the part where we have to pull back and let Jesus be God. That's the part. God, do you love me? Yes, I do. Let me ha here's, here's my kids. Right? And there are some days you have to say, you better get them, Jesus, because they're about to be with you firsthand. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Now, again, we're about laws. It says that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. So Jesus became the curse so that we wouldn't have to be a curse. And sometimes I know people that feel like they are cursed when it comes to relationships. I'm just cursed. No, Jesus became the curse. You're redeemed from the curse of the law. You will not have the law of bad relationships, the law of bad breakup, the law of not letting your children grow, the law of not bringing your kids before God. You'll not have that. You are free from that. You're redeemed. Jesus died, so you're redeemed from that. So Jesus showed a tremendous violence of love when he became the bad in man so that man could become the good in Christ. Violently, I'll become your bad. So you can be How many of y'all ever wanted that for your kids? I'll be, let me have the hurt of you being bullied so that you don't have to feel it. Let me have my kids' pain. God, Jesus said, I already did that. Will you just give them me? And they don't have to have that pain anymore. But you keep running in there and they're going to rehearse the pain over and over again. Just like we run into our own lives. He says, I became your bad so that you could have my good. I can't think of a better deal. I became your sin so you could be my righteousness. A great deal. I love you that hard. We would see that at funerals and black folks just get wild at funerals. Uh, and my cousins would do that. Oh, take me, Jesus. I was like, don't you climb in there. I want big mama back anyway. You get in there. Let's trade. You know, good and well. And my cousin who, he just passed away this past year, uh, had a stroke at 40. But he was, my grandmother died. We was all in the eighth grade. My grandfather died. My grandmother died a month later. And uh, big mama. I didn't have any idea how many hurts my big mama had. Uh, but, you know, Tony's telling me stuff now. I had no idea. I just thought she was just older and angry. You know, just thought that. But my cousin, she burned in a house fire here in Austin. Uh, that same cousin, his mother, uh, my aunt, they were, that was living with my grandmother, her son had passed away, her youngest son had passed away, died, drowned in a pool. And he was just screaming after that casket. I'm thinking, you don't want to open that casket. I'm like, Ricky Bobby, you don't want to put that knife in your leg, Ricky Bobby. And he tearing away his suit. My twin and I just standing there, because we've been to so many funerals, we've become immune. We're standing there like, well, I wish they would let him break loose and open up that, because it's closed casket. You couldn't see it. My mother went to go see her burned body, her mother's burned body. 
they wouldn't open it. But he, let me go running out. And I, said, Tony, I said, Tony, what do you think if he can get a little? He said, I'm praying for that right now. I'm hoping he gets to open that casket. He loved her and he missed her, but he didn't want to let her go. However, she was already gone. And sometimes we have an outward action that has nothing to do with God's inward love. Had nothing to do with it. And as we sit back, we thought if he ever opens that casket, he'll never be the same. There ain't a Friday the 13th movie he could ever watch that could unsee what he would see in that casket. So, again, the acting of love is not nearly as powerful as loving hard. We can act like that, but we have to react to it. Tremendous. So God traded the bad. Jesus, the example became pain so that we could have peace, which shows how violent he loves us. So I love you enough, and, and, and I love my children enough, and I love my wife enough, and I love my family enough to become that pain, to get in there and painfully love them so that they can have peace. That's God. They had to painfully love me. They, they had to look out at me, and my family had to look out at me. And I know you had a baseball game, and I know you traveled all night, but we going to church, dude. We going. Get up. This, that ain't even optional. And we're going to go to church, and we're going to get out. And we got out at 1045, so that was cool, too. And we were able to catch the Dallas Cowboys at 11. The donuts and pancakes. But I have to savor the moment of how hard they loved us to make sure we were there. And did not take a bad attitude. In fact, it's worse to go in church crying. You wanted to hope the worship had started. Because <laughs> you popped off and... She had to break out that tax table on you. But God says, I need to show you to love hard. Nowadays, as parents, we struggle with that because we think our kids won't like us. Good, they won't like you. They will love you. They have to because they have to eat. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 through 10 says this. Finally, all of you, be like-minded and sympathetic. Love as brothers, be tender-hearted and humble. Do not repay evil with evil. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult or insult with insult, but with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit blessing. It ain't worth insulting them to miss your blessing. You won't inherit if you just give an insult for an insult. Evil for evil, that's not what God asks you to do. So who, whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue. Jesus could have said keep anything. But our mouth shows more of how we don't love than anything else. You can hug somebody, but if you're going back and talking about people, you don't love. You don't love. Keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. Right? So, say, don't pray evil for evil. So, you didn't do to them what they did to you, but you said what they did to you, and you had harsh words about them. That's evil for evil. Even though you didn't do the act they did to you, but you spoke against them. They insulted you. You didn't say anything to their face, but when you walked away, you just, I just hate her. I can't stand her. If she fell over right now, that'd be the happiest thing I could see right now. Break a nail, break a heel, do something. He says, don't do that. Keep that from your lips. I truly believe that Jesus loves so violently because he would ask us, listen now, to love through the violence of hurt and pain. God, they hurt me. And he said, just love them. <laughs> Forgive them for they know not what they do. All that old cross stuff. You were that other thief on the cross where that one was like, can't you get down from here? Won't you get down? Get down. And the other thief, and he's poetic, dost thou not know us? You imagine that other thief. We dying up here. He could help us. What are you talking about? Y'all know good and well. I would have been the other thief who was complaining. I would have been him. Like, you, you can get down? 
You healed him from being blind. You can get down and you can get us down. Get us down. We'll help you fight them. I love how people take the role. No, I would have been the one. Thus thou not knowest, Lord. Remember when you get to paradise. Man, you can take these nails down. This is all you. Take the nail out. I love how people get all righteous. They would have been the other thief. Now, granted, he probably shouldn't have been complaining, but come on, man. If you could get down. God, if you could get me out of this. God, if you can help me stop hurting, get me out. He says, no, love yourself out of that. Jesus asked us as believers to be the bigger person because we have the greater love. It is impossible to speak bad about people that you have a Christ-filled love for. John 15, 12 through 14, because I'm going to have to speed up because I, got, I fell in love with my sermon. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his Friends, I am a friend of God. You are my friends if you do what I command you. So again, I have to wonder if I'm willing to trade my friendship with God for friendship with man. Or people. Jesus commands that we live and love the exact same way that he does. Eliminating the excuse that just because I'm not Christ doesn't give me the right to not be Christ-like. Have you ever heard that? Oh, I'm not Jesus. So he loves you, but I'm not Jesus. And he's telling you, you love him like I love you. That's in you, right? First John 4, 4, greater is he that's within me than he that's within the world. So I got greater one is within every believer. And with greater being a part of our ingredient, we are more than able to show greater love. Great love has the turnaround power to help hearts turn toward Christ. Jesus just take the hurt out. He says, I've already put in you what could remove every hurt in your life, and that is my love. If it was my love that removed you from death and hell, how much more is the love I've got in you can move you from this emotional moment? 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 13 through 14. And Elijah and Elisha, and Elijah's telling Elisha, I have to go away. And he says, uh, what do you want from me? And Elijah says, I want a double portion of your spirit. Elijah told him, you've asked a hard thing. However, as they walked together and Elijah was taken up by God, he took up also the mantle in the, of, of Elijah. And this is Elisha was left behind because he had just screamed out, my father, my father, because Elijah was like a father to him. And God took away what was like a father to him. Why? So God could do in Elisha what Elijah couldn't do. Parents, let God take you away so he can do in your kids what you can't do. You cannot drop a mantle if you always wearing it. I love Miss Pamela. Just work that. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan, and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he, also, when, he had, when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. It was a Red Sea moment. God divided waters more than once. And here's one of them. But the son, the uh, spiritual son of Elijah, never would have been able to see the hand of God in his life if Elijah stuck around and wore the mantle. Quit following them. Let the mantle fall that you prayed for them to have so that they can walk in and see the miracle and hand of God for themselves. They're never going to believe in God for them. They're going to believe in the God that you believe in if you don't ever let the mantle fall. Elisha had just requested a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Leaving the mantle was a physical act for a spiritual transition. You're going to have to do some physical things. Bless you. There will always be a physical thing to let go of so that the spiritual thing can be carried on. 
you are not going to be here forever. And I believe this is that generation where we got to pass it along for our kids. But you have to be healed to love like that. It's tough love. That's hard love. You know, I've been praying over you guys for your kids to have better communication. Guess who had to start calling their parents more? Have to. I'm telling you to do something I'm not doing. Caesar, call your mama. You first. You don't call your folks. And Lord Jesus, I don't want her to get up here on the mic. I do not want to get up here because it's embarrassing. People don't have their mothers, and I got mine, and I'm not doing, you know what I mean? I have to, I have to be hard, love myself enough to go out and, and celebrate her. Amen? Love about me because I was, I was a good kid. Okay, bow your heads. Father, we just pray, I thank you, Lord God, as your message goes forth, Lord, that we just resist the desire to give in and say, God, I need your strength to produce this kind of love. I need your strength to love myself so hard that I'm willing to face the hard thing so I can get the godly results. I'm trying to wear the mantle that I've always prayed for my kids to have and for my life to have. I'm trying to wear it. Lord, let me be swept away by you so the mantle can fall in areas of my life so that they can see the spirit of God and the hand of God. And they can strike the waters and they can see that God is able to do in their lives. That God, is, God can turn them into great students and God can turn them into great men and women of God. As well as with me, Lord Jesus, I need, I want to love hard. I want to, I want to have that love, that power. Lord Jesus, I need you to, to help, help me get through some things that I'm hurting from right now. Why is it always me having to do the good thing? Why is it always having to be me to do the thing first? God will just completely say to you, because you're the one with the anointing on your life. I've anointed your head with oil. Your cup runs over. Goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life. You're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I, it's on you. And as difficult as it may seem, there's this grown-up, mature message that says, I got to love you hard. You're going to have to go home and face some things and say, I love you too much not to open my mouth and tell you we're going to have to do it differently from here on out. I'm going to have to honor God. I've not allowed you to see the miracles that God wants to do in you. I take my hand off so God can be on. Father God, we just fellowship with such a powerful love in a powerful way that you are going to be glorified in our lives. I thank you, Jesus. I praise you for the very powerful return. Give us strength to hang on and do what we need to do. There's going to be tears. There may be yelling. There may be screaming. But the love, the hard love, no, let them see the end results of what they're having to do right now that their kids are going to step out in faith and they're going to step out in faith and they're going to see the hand of God in an amazing way. And just like Jesus had to tell Peter, you got to get behind me. You don't know what you're saying. If I don't go, you die. Let me say it to you this way. If you don't go, they cannot live. And we thank you, Lord, for your word. We receive it. We receive it to do and say that only what God has called us to do and say. In Jesus' name, amen.